March 16, 2020, the date that Disney parks closed worldwide. Reopening in phases and under strict guidelines, Florida's Disney World found ways to keep the magic alive for all the guests who could make the trip. Now, a little over one year after the surprise shutdown, a real-life Tinkerbell made her first venture back to her home. This week on Slice of Disney, Kelly goes to Disney World! Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I am your co-host, occasional Disney go- wait, co-host Will Lentz, right? It's been a while since we've done this. I am your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney goer and real-life vaccinated boy, but still not going to Disney yet. Yay! Vaccination! You can't go to Disney yet. It's not open in Disneyland yet. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. I also can't go to Disney World yet because I don't live in Florida. Yeah, I. Uh, that was my big thing as I wanted to go after being vaccinated. I like kept joking about it. Like once I'm vaccinated, like how it, when people win the Super Bowl, they're like, what do you do next? I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, that's and what you I did. did. That's what I did. Yeah, we've. Uh, I think we've been teasing it a little bit. Uh, if you listen to this podcast or see us follow on any social media uh, channels, you by now would know. I think that um, you got a chance to go to Disney World. Uh, so today is my first day back, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we we've been trying to figure out when we're going to record this uh, little. Um, after the show, after you you got to go, let's debrief on it sort of thing. And um, it's been tough because you've had a bit of a journey back. And then this morning uh, you were like, I am down. I'm excited to share. I am also extremely exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it was so much fun because there was so much to do. And it wasn't, I'm not tired because of Disney. I'm tired because I haven't been around people and this yeah. was quite an extreme um, change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I've experienced that a little bit, too. I mean, I think that that's going to be something that everyone's going to be going through, whether they're going to Disney or just re-emerging into the real world. There's going to be a lot of overstimulation. And then you also went to one of the most overstimulation uh, places in the world, um, in Disney World. So obviously, I, having the people plus all the extra stuff there, I think, had to be exhausting. Oh, but like so worth it. It was amazing. I feel like I was smiling or crying happy tears the whole time. I felt like I felt like I wanted to take it in more than maybe I had before or appreciate different things. Um, I definitely observed more than I used like usually do. That's great. I mean, that, and that's what today's episode is gonna is gonna be about. Um, we want to hear all the details, what your experience was like, um, both in this specific instance and just kind of a state of the parks, how they're looking and that kind of stuff too. Um, so, I, before we get fully into it, I did just want to ask, like, I mean, I think to, so we're not having to address it every single time. Like, you went. Did you feel safe? Obviously, you're vaccinated now, but like, what was it like there at the parks? What's the? <laughs> it, what can someone expect? So. 
I I will preface it with I wasn't comfortable unless I had the vaccine and like that did give me just this extra layer of protection. I know that if I had went gone before, I would have worn a shield, a mask, wiped down everything, wore gloves on certain like I would have been uh, a little more paranoid. <laughs> yeah, you, you you've been taking it very seriously and been taking a lot of precautions throughout the year. So uh, if anyone out there um, is you're speaking from that point of view basically. yes and so i went and okay the first day i went to disney springs and i am not gonna lie i had a panic attack because <laughs> there were so many people i would say most of the people were following the rules and if they weren't someone was on them within a minute like hey pull your mask up above your nose or whatever but down there, the sheer amount of people was just very jarring. And again, the music and lights and like there was just so much. And it was my first time being like, okay. And then I, it made me nervous to go to Magic Kingdom. So yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So like Disney Springs is the one that's the like, for me, uh, it's downtown Disney. It's the part that's not really in the parks, but it's definitely like part of the parks, right? It's kind of the outdoor mall area. Yeah. So it's like... It's as if you had 15 of our down or our downtown Disney in California and you put it into one. I mean, it, it is gigantic. It is absolutely huge. So many delicious restaurants, great shopping. Um, there's kind of live music going on everywhere. It's awesome. They've they really done a great job. It's it makes you kind of sad to go back to downtown Disney because you're like, oh, man, like. um but that but that kind of makes sense like were they were they still kind of policing like the quantity of people that could be in there i don't Um, think so that that was my guess right it's like since that is more of an outdoor shopping area that's probably why it feels like there's a lot more people there because there's just a lot more people there yeah you don't have to make reservations and stuff they do police how many people are in the restaurants and in the shops themselves Uh, so you would have to wait in a line to get into the shop and then when you're in the shop it's kind of like I should shop fast. I don't know. Like, there's some kind of pressure. Yeah. But so I felt safe. Like, I felt like they were taking the right precautions in Disney Springs. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. You had to do the temperature check. Uh, But it it was just a lot of people. That makes sense. So you had a panic attack. uh, And then did that kind of caution you towards the rest of the trip or are you like this is just a this is the exception I'm sure the rest will be great I the so the first day when I was going to Magic Kingdom I was really nervous I was waiting at the bus stop from my resort and I was talking to this really nice couple and they had been like four or five times throughout the pandemic and they were like they were like it was the best in the beginning because it was empty like they had come I, I sometime a couple times during the summer and they were like yeah no one was here like we had the park to ourselves. Can like, you imagine though like you know I cuz we both were very uh paranoid maybe the right word um around covid especially at the beginning can you imagine like what we would have thought about going then? I, I know mean, I, I, but now I'm so <laughs> we were, jealous. I like Of course. What? Yeah. <laughs> right, but I mean like I was I was uh, scared to walk down the same aisle on the grocery store as other people. Like, oh, yeah. To some extent, right? So, like, I can't imagine a world where I would have wanted to go to Disney. I am very jealous that these people went and got basically their own theme park. And 
I was just too scared. But I I went in to Magic Kingdom. Uh, I have a video of it. I cried. I was like, it was so exciting. And I think that everyone else could see how excited I was. So they were like, welcome. And I'm like, thank Aww. you. It, I felt super comfortable and safe at the theme parks. What was the difference? I think the crowd control, even though every day I was there, I think it was at capacity of the 35%. It was empty compared to what it usually is if you're going on a spring break or something. But sometimes you'd see these really long lines going to things because of the social distancing. And I'm sure, you know, if you've checked out any other podcasts or videos or whatever, they mention that. But Disney World is just already so much bigger than Disneyland that the amount of people, there might be a good amount of people there, but there's so much space and you can feel really spread out. At no point did I feel uncomfortable or safe. That's great. That's great. I mean, that was definitely a concern. I think before you went down there, we had talked about um, that, you know, kind of given what you'd said there already, like the summer was a great time to go because no one was there. And we're like, maybe it's going to be too crowded now. And it seems like that's not the case outside of uh, Disney Springs. Yeah, I mean, it's crowded. Like, you are going to have to wait in lines. Um, but it's still nothing compared to normal crowds. And I felt like, in the parks especially, I never saw anybody, like, not following the rules. And if they, you know, weren't, immediately, not even a minute, I mean, immediately someone was like, put your mask on. There was one girl at, at Epcot, and she wanted to take a picture in front of the uh, like you know the golf ball <laughs> and uh, spaceship earth and she like took her mask off and a, a cast member was like put your mask on and she like went and like rolled her eyes really big and then like put it on like kind of and then took it off again to put in to like take a picture and the cast member was like put your mask on delete the photo and and she was so unhappy about it i want to be like girl it's not worth it yeah I think we had heard a little bit of that from some of the cast members we talked about to, talked to as well, where they were saying like, you know, I think they don't want there to be a lot of pictures out there, people without their masks on, because they're like, no, we have this protocol, like, you know, we're not making exceptions, right? Um, so yeah, you know, just follow the rules. You're, get, you're you're getting to go to Disney World, follow the rules. Honestly, that's what made me feel so much safer was after talking to cast members when mm-hmm. we when we got to speak to them about their experience because I'm like, okay, I trust. I trust these cast members and we had the, I mean, every time I go to Disney, Disneyland or Disney World, um, if there's a cast member that I have a really good interaction with, I always write down their name, what they did, and I make sure um, to go to guest services and let them know because that really can help them. Yeah, that's great. And so I have this, I had a very, very long list from this trip of people just going out of their way to make sure to add the extra magic and make my trip, you know, and I'm sure everyone else's trip, but I felt... Can you give me an example? Uh, yeah, so I got a magic band, and you no longer get them for free when you check into the resorts. They're kind of phasing that out, I think, so now it's just going to be a digital card on your phone. Okay. And, but magic bands are so fun and, like, easy to have, and I had, I would have brought one from home. Okay, so... A magic band. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm sure most of our audience knows, but uh, one half of this podcast does not. So. <laughs> so a magic band is like a little kind of watch looking thing that has a Mickey emblem in the center that you would use to 
you could purchase food on it. You could purchase your merch. Um, you get into your hotel room. You get into the parks. Everything that is going to be a part of your vacation is on this magic band, which is brilliant for them because then they can track me and everything I'm doing. A uh, little fun fact, they tried to do those at the Fire Festival, if you're familiar with that whole snafu. Oh my gosh, um, did, they, did they really? Yeah, yeah. They they were like, we're going to make sure to load your, your little fire bands or whatever it is up with a bunch of money before you get down here. Because uh, it was a way for them to try to be like, let's get a bunch of capital in so we can actually right. make this fire festival thing happen um and then it 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 didn't so uh you know (laughs) little little aside but uh but there it clearly is some um there's some utility to having all your stuff in one spot so you don't have to like carry stuff with you but also like you said on the on the uh corporate side it's helpful to have that data too oh yeah and i think i mean it was really hot and when you're sweaty and gross and because you can't break up the trip like normal where usually it's like okay i'm really hot i'm gonna go watch this 20 minute movie i'm gonna go to hall of presidents kind of situation or i'm gonna dine indoors and cool off for a minute or a million different things uh none of those things exist right now so they don't do the indoor kind of stuff right now no for the most part Like even uh, going on Tower of Terror, you just walk through. I didn't, I only got to hear Mark Silverman talk uh, at the, during the ride, which, okay, do you want me to tell you a crazy story about Tower of Terror now or do you want me to wait and get through a little bit? Let's get to it. Let's get, I I love, I love getting to it when it comes up. So so tell us, tell us the crazy story. Okay. It was wild. So I get on the ride and I'm super excited. It's the only thing that I actually got to ride at Hollywood Studios Um, uh, I got there and I was like, okay, I'm only going to have time to ride two rides. Um, so I was going to do that and Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railroad. And the way it timed out was Tower Tower first, then go over to Mickey and Minnie. And so I get, first I'm in line and there's this, uh, family and the daughter's having a, a, a panic attack. She is terrified to go on this ride. And she's like a teenage, you know, probably, or not teenager, let's say like, 10 or 11 and her parents would have been me for sure really oh yeah (laughs) her parents were bullying her into like oh my god grow up get over it it's fine that would be you as a parent no it would no 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 i would never (laughs) i would never do that (laughs) i felt so bad for her and finally you know she was like i can't do it she's like screaming crying and the dad pushes her and the cast member's like oh you can come with me and so the cast member's like, hey, do you guys mind waiting for the next uh, the next ride, like these people? And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. So we get on the next one, and we're going up in the beginning part uh, where is the same. You, you see the hallway, and then, you know, and then you go up one more level, and then that's when you would start moving forward until you get into the elevator and you fall. Right. We get we get to that second floor and all of the lights are on, no and it's absolutely dead silent. Like so eerie, way uh-huh. way scarier than the ride. Like yeah. Looking around just this very creepy industrial looking room where you see some of the stuff that would usually be kind of lit up but it looks different and it's just dead silent. And it stops in front of the elevator, and we can still hear people in the elevator. Okay. So we're stuck there for, like, 
a while. Enough time that I am no longer going to be able to write anything else. And, <laughs> sure. And so then we get on and we go through the entire ride with zero sound and all of the lights on. What? Like, so you're doing the drops and stuff with none of the, like, effects? Yes. Wild. Okay, it, go on. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I got it. I, uh, I took uh, videos, so I'll, I'll yeah. show them. Okay. Cause I, and I purposely had to, like, take them for this because I was like, this is crazy. Sure. Um, and then we get off and they're like, okay, do you guys want to go on it again? And it's like, okay. So we had to get off and then get not back in line line, but just right outside. But I'm, I was like, what happened? And they're like, yeah, this just happens all the time. I was like. But, but what happened? I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, I want to know what happened to why my ride was weird and nothing was working. So you don't have an answer for us? No. They didn't. Oh, come on. I, I know. They. <laughs> I asked, and the cast members were just like, yeah, sorry about it. And then we had to take another elevator to get back so that we could ride the ride again. And, of course, I went back to the same uh, cast member who had already made us wait for one, then put us on the broken one. And she was like, oh, welcome back for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Uh, okay, but, like, did, was there ever a resolution with the child that didn't want to go on it? Like, what, I thought maybe my thought was, like, they had to like stop it because she had to get off or something and no so that wouldn't affect it at all um they take her down um and would take her to another elevator so that she didn't have to ride the ride and could meet her parents and afterwards i did see them outside and you know they seemed like they were okay but this i felt so bad for this little girl it's like yeah that's pretty that's pretty rough her dad pushed her yeah that's not cool (laughs) that's super not cool and they had there was a younger daughter and then an older son in the family as well and they mm-hmm. both w- went on it and like they just kind of sat there at no point were like seemed engaged in the fact their sister is screaming <laughs> oh well poor poor 10 to 12 year old girl that didn't want to go on tower of terror i can relate um unfortunately <laughs> my parents were uh not going to push me on to something like that if i didn't want to go on it that's too bad also really weird and i'm interested in seeing those videos yeah it was really crazy and a completely different experience but i did um when we went on it a second time and i got to hear mark silverman's voice i was like woohoo go mark <laughs> that's what's up i was gonna say if you didn't if you're going on if, uh, if one of our audience members is going on it and you don't get a chance to hear the intro go check out our episode with mark silverman because he does part of it and you can pretend like you're in the thing oh man it um, is so cool that's that's fun okay so i'm glad we did that little divergent into twilight zone tower of terror um but i'm curious magic kingdom was your first day right what did you uh what'd you go on what was what was your experience like there so uh, my first day yeah i was at magic kingdom as you can guess and as i said on the podcast the first thing i went on was haunted mansion and I cried, and I, I was so happy. And then there's a little Haunted Mansion shop next to the Haunted Mansion. And I think, one, I was decked out in Haunted Mansion clothes, and the guy, like, saw how excited I was, and he gave me a bunch of stickers. See, like, <laughs> these little things that the cast members just notice. Um, That's great. My magic band that I got is Haunted Mansion. And, uh, oh, I never finished that cast member, so I'll tell you now. I was wondering. Yeah. Because yeah. um, this happened at Magic Kingdom. She was nice enough to write Tink on it, which, like, they're not supposed to do that because Ooh. it's, yeah. like, cross properties. Oh. 
fine cool but i think she like i don't know was just she was like you know what i got you i'm gonna do it for you and i was like oh my god so i feel like i have the coolest magic band ever you still have it oh yeah yeah yeah. okay that makes sense yeah i i I, i'm starting to wonder how many people out there have stories about uh this weird uh blonde girl that was running around way too enthusiastic about everything (laughs) yeah probably a lot um, yeah. If you if you have one of those, if you saw Kelly there, <laughs> please write in. I would love to get your perspective. <laughs> then I was able, I kind of hit some of my favorite classics. Like I went to Big Thunder. I did. I got to do Peter Pan there, which I'd never gotten to do. Oh, cool. I think that that what was interesting to me was getting getting to experience this, especially after doing so much research and diving into these so deep, then writing them and um, looking for certain stuff. I'm not going to lie, through that line, I had trouble finding some of these Big Thunder little cues. The story and stuff. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I, I want to look. I was like, okay, I, I can't like, I need to go on a time where it's not as crowded or like, a, you know, the end of the day or something. Well, you don't feel as much pressure. as your first time back in a year. I'm sure you felt like you had like all the stuff you had to do. Oh, I very you, much so felt yeah. like that. It was a little. Totally. I kind of like brought the stress on myself, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, I 100% believe that. Um, but I was going to ask. I think that that's interesting. Like, did you have kind of a slice of Disney moment where you're like, oh, we talked about that thing. I hadn't noticed it before. There it is. Doesn't have to be Big Thunder. But like any kind of cool things where you're like, oh, that's so neat that I see this now. I would. I had a couple. One was definitely in Tower of Terror, seeing all of the um, little Easter eggs to the old show. Yeah, totally. That one, um, I found a hidden Mickey that I hadn't found before that we had talked about on Tower Terror. Oh, I had a huge one, of course, during Spaceship Earth. We did such a fun deep dive into that and getting to like know where all those hidden Mickeys were, point out which president's faces were reused right, as right. different characters those. through it. That was yeah. super fun to cool. enjoy. Well, good. Good. That sounds cool. But I did have some not as look so i had some looking back now if we re-recorded the episodes i would change some of the stuff i said okay give me give me one of those if you got it off the top of your head i do but i also wrote i wrote serious notes about it because i couldn't get over what a crazy experience it was carousel of progress not so okay. progressive okay we, we really <laughs> <laughs> as much okay as much as, you know, I enjoy it, they really need to update it. Like, way more than I remember them needing to update it. Sure. Well, like, I mean, I, I, I imagine. I watched the video, I think, but it's been a minute. So, uh, Carousel of Progress needs a little bit more progress, you say? Yeah, and I don't even think that it's, like, the video does it justice. Like, yeah. I'm going to read you what I wrote, okay? No, please do. We'd love this. Carousel of Progress is straight up not good. And actually, after going on, it needs a bigger update than I remember. It's a big highlight. It's big highlight moments is all about tech, like overly paying attention to the dishwasher in the 40s. And it's so old. They seriously need to update this. I sat in the front row and was kind of freaked out by how just robotic the robots were. Um, And you kind of go from like, I felt like their skin was melting Oh, wow. Like, the animatronics themselves just, like, needed a big touch-up. And I'm also, like, we need to – you. they focus on the time period that makes sense for the 1964 World's Fair, you know. But, right, for sure. And now there's so much more that, that could be covered. So much more. And you can still, like, have, like, honoring 
Walt's concept there, but there's so much more to add to. I mean, realistically, you could probably start in that 1964 uh, time period now and go to where we are now because there's been so much change that's happened through that too. I mean, it's not the best place to start. I think it's kind of cool to see like the the way, way back, but you can probably do like a couple more cuts. Uh, granted, you know, if I had to bet, I don't, I don't know that I expect them to do a big overhaul of Carousel Progress. I could more so see them just like putting something else in its place. But I, see, I wouldn't want that's that. That's what I wouldn't want them to do. I wouldn't. Me want, neither. Because I like I I love what it stands for, and I think that there is a lot you could do with it. Um, it just really needs to be updated or give some just maintenance attention. It needs some yeah. love. It really does. Sure. Which is a thing, you know, I would have thought that they would uh, to have taken the opportunity of the parks being at such limited capacity slash closed for so long um, in the past year to really, you know, make some more maintenance type updates maybe that they've had on their list of to-dos. But yeah, I'm sure they had a lot of other busy things they were worried about, like a global pandemic. So mm. I can't blame them too much. Yeah, <laughs> um, a couple other slice of Disney moments that I did have. I spent a lot of time in Animal Kingdom and I'm going through... Um, the Asia part and the Nepal part in front of Everest and just really taking in those buildings, taking in those artifacts. And I, I love Everest. I wrote it three times in a row. Uh, Great. <laughs> and the Yeti, like how slow the strobe is, you barely get to see him. And knowing how much technology went into that, it's such a bummer. That is a bummer. And kind of, I think, part of the point though, right, where they were like, it doesn't look great if it doesn't move. So, like, we want to make it kind of harder to see, right? That was yeah. sort of the idea. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it would be nice if they could, if they could have taken the time to fix that too. Um, I know they want like... to. Yeah, exactly. I yep. know they want to. And uh, one of my other favorite slice of Disney moments was, you know, how we've discussed the um, brown trail in Liberty Square. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's not is it, small. Is it really... It's... Oh my god! I thought it was. I honestly like thought it was an urban legend. Like I no. know that. I know we we talked about it and quite a bit. Saw it in enough research that it, like I, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was fake. But part of me still always felt like it had to be fake. Oh my god! No, it's like this like three foot path through it of like brown. <laughs> Is it, uh, is it, is there anywhere where it's like notated or is it, is it obvious that that's what that is unless, or like if you don't know? I don't think so. So okay. everyone listening, when you go like, please point this out to your family. They'll love this fact. <laughs> it killed yeah, me. Uh, yeah. No, the fact is, in case you haven't listened to our two-parter, uh, that they try to keep everything such like so realistic that they have this big brown streak down the middle of the street in, in Liberty Square um, because that is where people threw out their sewage back then. So they wanted it to look authentic. Very gross. Surprising it's actually there. An attention to detail that was not needed, but that's what you get with Disney. That's what you get. Wow. And it's it's there in full plain sight. I <laughs> I was thankful this trip. I did some things I don't normally do. Some of the smaller rides... Um, while also getting to, I didn't ride Splash Mountain, surprising, um, but I did ride was that space. Was that line really long? Oh my God, it was so long. Yeah. I mean, I, we had talked that we'd heard it was going to be, I just was curious. Yeah, it was really, really, really long. Um, but I rode Space Mountain and, you know, got to ride Big Thunder and I, I, I even did like the little Astro Orbiter at the top, 
Um, we have one similar, but I like this one because it's high up and you just get a really pretty view. Um, and then the, you know, the next day I went over to my favorite park, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, well, it was amazing. Uh, the safari, the animals were really active. If you have the chance to go either in the evening or in a cooler season, go. Because the animals are really active, really fun. And because of talking to Rachel, I noticed and paid attention to more things than I used to. Like what? Looking at those alligators not moving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I was looking for the horned uh, guys that she was talking about. It was also just seeing how freaking big the property is. Like how much space these animals have. And I had just gone to the Atlanta Zoo. So comparing... And the Atlanta Zoo is very nice, but like, this is a really, 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 really nice facility. Yeah, that's the one that I'm like most excited about going to. I think um, if I ever end up in, in the Disney parks you in will. Florida, yes, you will. Um, the Animal Kingdom, just because it is so different, I haven't really had a chance to experience that. And you know, I, Rachel got me excited for it too. So yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, I was bummed that I. Didn't get to do quite as much as I was hoping to do that day. Um, I did sit down and have a really nice meal. So that was part of it. And the parks are just not open as late right now. But uh, doing Flight of Passage is, of course, my favorite. I can't wait to talk about that on an episode. But even that, the waiting area is not... Like, you don't get to see the full video, which is one of my favorite parts. Okay. Because I think the guy who does the video is hilarious. Um so, so yeah, I, I think that brings up an interesting uh, point. Like, because there, we knew going in that there's going to be some things about this experience that are going to be different. Some things that are going to be closed. Obviously, like the queues are a little bit different. Like, what was the, what was like kind of the biggest or most noticeable kind of thing, or like part of your daily routine that you didn't get to do? Um, I assume none of it. Also, like, I'm curious. Like, did it make the experience, you know, worse for you? Like, is someone going to go? Like, are, are they going to get like a not as fun experience like what was it like i will say the the hardest part is definitely food a ton of those small food stands and quick service places are not open sure and, and that's so, especially difficult for someone like you that has specific right. dietary needs too oh yeah i had some hangry moments for sure um <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was really hard to eat and when you're trying to like fill in and do so much and because it's not like having it that you have to have a reservation and you have to go on those days and not being able to just be like, hey, I'm going to chill in the morning and then go to the parks for a couple hours in the evening, which is what I would recommend. If you have the time and days, go for like five or six days. Don't fill up every day to the point of exhaustion. Do a couple days where you go in the morning, but then do somewhere in the evening and it's like so much more relaxing. And then you aren't going because it the sun it gets so hot beating down on you and because you don't have as much indoor time it's really hard not to ever like not be hot <laughs> so that makes sense and so like I, you know i think you know what we've seen a little bit too uh correct me if i'm wrong here but like disneyland now has an opening date and so but it's like isn't it specific sort of to california residents yes so that that kind of makes sense, right? You're, I, I think, kind of what you just highlighted there is like, 
either like if if you live close by and you can kind of make this you know kind of consume this at your own typical pace great or you need to make kind of a bigger trip out of it not your not your typical uh attempt at, at disney where you need to give yourself the space to breathe because the park doesn't quite give you that right now right and look also though if you're willing to dine indoors that does give you a little bit of a break if you do want to dine at any place with reservations, you need to book them in advance. Disney is sometimes they're uh, really good about taking walk-ins and being flexible. This time they weren't. They were very strict on the amount of people, um, which I'll be honest, I didn't book a lot of reservations, so it that also contributed to the making it hard to eat. Um, sure. But one of the things that I researched and asked people and never got quite the right answer. There's a ton of outdoor eating, if you are not comfortable eating indoors, at Disney Springs. I mean, a ton. Like, pretty much every restaurant. So, you just have to request it and make sure you, you know, get a reservation. But I please know if you're going, there's lots of options to dine outside. And I, I had trouble finding that information, so. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it's changing every couple of weeks anyways as, as, as kind of uh, different guidelines and stuff are being put out. So I, I think, yeah, if you can, probably the best way to go about doing this is talk to somebody that has been um, or has been somewhat recently that can give you kind of those insider tips because yeah. a lot of that it's going to be harder to find the most current up-to-date stuff online. Well, like I got a reservation for Tiffin's because someone had said that there was outdoor dining at Tiffin's and I was like, okay, great. And I went and there wasn't. They would let me go inside and kind of like check out the situation and it was more spread out than six feet. They really did a fantastic job, but I was like, you know what? No. So there's the Nomad Lounge next door and that has an outdoor patio and that was amazing. So that's where I ended up eating um, at Animal Kingdom. Gotcha. And just was like, it's surreal. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like you're in a theme park. That's for sure. Um, so one other question I had, uh, I'm, I'm curious about is like, what was the vibe? You know, like we, we, t- we talk so much about on this, uh, show about like how cast members make your experience and how they, they, they play such a big part in the debt, in the Disney magic and the, in the Disney moments you get. Um, but I think the, you know, the other people that are there too, probably, you know, kind of can, can help shape that as well. And so we, we already heard about the, uh, not great, uh, dad at uh, <laughs> Tower of Terror. Um, but in general, what, what was the feeling like from from the other guests and the cast members? Kind of what, what was the overall vibe of that? The overall vibe was, I would say, happy and joyous and thankful for either people being there or for the ability to be there, okay. depending on what perspective you're having as the cast member or the, um, the customer. Of course, it's Disney, and you have those entitled people. I mean, actually, as I was checking in, there was no one in line. So I stood, you know, I'm standing in the front of the line. Um, and and this woman and her family, she comes up behind me, and she was, like, sitting in a chair in the corner. And she comes up, and they come to ask me, like, okay, are you ready? And I was like, I think they might have been in front of me. I'm not sure. And the woman goes, oh, yeah, we were. You cut at me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like. I'm so sorry I didn't see you in line. She's like, she's like, I-, I was sitting where I was told to sit. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Sorry. And the husband the husband comes up and he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well So uh, But Between that between that and mask girl that doesn't want to wear her mask in her pictures and 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 pushy dad, I don't know. It seems like uh <laughs> 
people are on edge. That, that's always, you're always going to have those people at Disney. But okay. I will say, I think there was way less of it than normal. Okay. Um, that's good to know. It was funny how many, like, going, depending on what park you're in, kind of depended the crowd. Like, Epcot was, like, just adults. Mm. And I saw a girl with a 21st birthday, a sash, and it had the B word on it. And I was interesting, right? Like, I'm surprised Disney wasn't like, hey, yeah, you can't wear that. <laughs> That's surprising to me, too. I wonder if they're just so focused on the mask uh, yeah, they... <laughs> that they just missed the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was it was so fun. Epcot is weird right now. If you're going to go um, and you're not a fan of the countries, I would recommend not going. It's it's they're really doing a lot of work and I can't wait to see what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I still love it. I think it's, um, you know, it's still a great experience. But, like, the cool part about, you know, Test Track is, like, you design your car and then you go ride and whatever, and that's not available. Um, it's it's a much smaller park right now, but more difficult to get around because of how much construction they're doing. Sure. So, so you did go to, so you went to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom? Yeah, but I only went to Hollywood Studios for one ride. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> because That's you fine. can, right now, if you go to the parks and you have a hopper or an annual pass, you're able to hop after 2 p.m. We were kind of told when we before we went, like, oh, you might not be able to hop. Um, it's going to be really crowded. We got there, and the guest relations uh, lady was like, yeah. It's as busy as it's going to get, and you can still hop. Whoever told you that was wrong. So hmm. you'll be totally fine. And we were. And well, there's so much to do outside of the parks. I was bummed. I would have liked to spend more time in the parks. But, like, you can go check out some of the resorts. There's so much to see and so much work that went, went into those. The um, Blizzard Beach is open. You could go to the Putt-Putt Golf. Like, there's still a ton to do. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so uh, I want to introduce a, a mini segment here um, for Ooh. for things when you have gone to experience them. Uh, do you know the like campfire conversation or maybe dinner table conversation called roses and thorns? I don't. So it's basically you go around and you 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 tell your rose from the day and your thorn from the day. So what is the best part of your day and, or or experience, and what is the part that um, was most disappointing or uh, or that you didn't enjoy as much? And so I want to roses and thorns you on um, on this trip as a whole. Like what was the best part of the trip? Um, and it can be anything. Uh, and what was the part that you know left you a little stung? Maybe the best part of the trip was being at Disney. <laughs> try try again well well i feel like i no i i totally get that i just i i, I want to get let's get let's get specific. into it okay yeah it was being able to walk around i think the cast members and how uh there were so many times where i felt overly taken care of you know um we were having an issue an annual pass issue and like we kept having you know being sent over here over there and literally, like, as we're passing a DVC section, because um, we're DVC, I know, you're all shocked. Um, 
that's Disney Vacation Club. It's just like, yeah, that's the ticket to the cult. Um, yeah. And and this guy was like, hey, like, do you have any questions? And I was like, actually, I kind of do. And I, I laid it out. He walked us over personally to guest services to like, I mean, things like that, like really going out of their way. And I so I think that's the highlight was like being in the parks, feeling that magic from the cast members that I was missing, that extra attention to detail and yeah great a little return to normalcy it really did and it made me feel so much more comfortable to like go out in the world (laughs) sure all right so what so what's your thorn so there's three and they're all kind of covid related so i think that's important for bill to hear yeah so one the merch was really disappointing I went, I don't have my usual Disney stuff with me. It's all back in Los Angeles and I'm so close to heading back, but um, I had a limited amount of Disney stuff with me. And um, so I was expecting to buy more stuff when I got there and the stores, it was just not, Hmm. the merch was down. It was a big, I know it was a bummer. Um, Do you think it's because of the Suez Canal? Oh, (laughs) they just, they, they couldn't get the, they couldn't get the merch in. I know they were struggling. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's, they're making less merch right now because of the pandemic and not as many people going. I don't know, but there, or if it's just Disney World doesn't have as many options, but that doesn't seem right. Like there wasn't a lot of stuff that was like just Animal Kingdom or just Epcot. Like I felt like there was like a generic set of stuff you found at every store. I see. And so I would say that... The lack of food open or accommodating situations left me a little hangry. (laughs) And then they're not, it wasn't, the parks weren't open late enough. (laughs) What time did they close? They closed between like, like eight and nine. Yeah. Even for someone like me, I feel like, you know, if you told me 10, I would have been like, oh, heavens. But (laughs) uh, eight or nine does feel a little early on the early side. It's, I just feel like I, one and more of a night owl but because the parks get so hot during the day it's really nice to enjoy the evenings and I always that's always been something I've done at both parks and yeah. uh, a while ago they like opened up Animal Kingdom at night which was super cool because you could do it the night safari and like I said a lot of these animals are more active at that time and even Pandora the the avatar area they have as you're walking through all of these really cool effects with black lights and you didn't really even get to see it this time because the sun's not even down. Gotcha. Yeah. That, 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 that does seem like a bummer, especially cause I mean, that was my thing. I was thinking like eight or nine, the sun's not even fully down yet. And there's so many of those things. Like I think about, um, radiator Springs racing and I'm like, Oh, that, that looks so cool when the, when it's nighttime and it's kind of right. a little bit differently. You get a different vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. Uh, yeah. Animal kingdom. Um, and, and Hollywood studios were only till eight. Gotcha. Yeah, that's early. Yeah. So so hopefully that changes as, you know, things start to open back up and all of that. I know this is all COVID-related situations, but those were the bummers of going now. That makes sense. But uh, overall, I assume, worth it. Yeah, totally. And the mask, situ- <laughs> like anyone who's like concerned about wearing a mask all day, don't be. It's fine. <laughs> Good. You, you heard it here first. Yes. Uh, yeah, I really didn't feel uncomfortable by my mask or annoyed. And sometimes um, I felt like, oh, it matches my outfit. So 
It's exciting. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. And if you want to see the pictures and videos, obviously, uh, we'll be putting those on the Instagram and, and other social channels. So you'll be able to see those there. So overall, Will, it was just magical. And I wish I rode Haunted Mansion more times. It made me even more excited to go back to Disneyland. I, I'm really excited for you to go after all of this and go to both parks and what your perspective is going to be. Yeah, I think I'll finally feel comfortable doing that in like 2024 or so, maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. No, I, I, I think that it will be, uh, it'll be fun to go back and see some of that stuff now that I know a lot more about it too. Um, I don't know when I will want to get on a plane to go to Florida for it, but uh, <laughs> Disneyland is a little bit more manageable. So, so we'll see, maybe by the end of the year. Um, but if and when I do... Uh, or if, as we mentioned, you want to see more of this uh, behind-the-scenes content, um, you can do that on our social media channels, Slice of Disney on Instagram and Facebook, or Slice underscore of underscore Disney on Twitter. You can email us. We love hearing your stories and uh, hearing what you guys are interested in us talking about or any comments, concerns you have on our episodes. So please reach out there on sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. You can also check out our website. Um sliceofdisney.com where uh, you can check out our episodes there a little about us and our patreon yeah we're gonna be posting some more like exclusive behind the scenes stuff there so uh feel free to check that out we're starting our first kind of movie night stuff too which we're super excited for on the patreon um so yeah uh check out different ways to uh engage with us because we love it also, we have kind of a big change uh, that we wanted to bring up. Um, we are going to move our regular uh, releases to every other week. Um, we'll still be bringing them out on Tuesdays, but really the big impetus behind this is we wanted to, there's so many episodes that require so much research um, that we want to make sure that we are giving them the space they need to really deliver the best content we can. Um, and so, for, you know, starting in April, uh, we'll be going to kind of like an every other week Tuesday uh, releases for a slice of Disney. So we we know that might be a little disappointing because you're not going to be getting as much content, but we will be delivering you a higher quality content we're confident in. So uh, we're really excited to kind of be bringing you these more in-depth uh, episodes as we can. Yeah, and just, you know, making sure that uh, we can we can really get into what is the most interesting. And don't worry, as uh, I continue to go to the parks and things are opening up, We'll definitely have some special content there, so that will not be part of the bi-weekly releases, but uh, it'll be just kind of its own little entity. <laughs> yeah, make sure to make sure to still subscribe to our stuff because we'll be dropping that kind of little special stuff whenever we kind of get it done and, and kind of get it out there. So, um, so the regular stuff will be every other week, but there'll be little surprises along the way. I love the surprises. Well, um, expect to have some videos up soon. Um, and thank you so much for going on this journey with me and for letting me just enjoy it. I, um, I'm i going again in May. So then <laughs> so then I will have um, a lot more videos and live stuff when I go. Uh, this time, I, as you can tell, I really just needed to like take it in and be the big Disney nerd I am. <laughs> uh you're welcome. I think I speak for everyone and I say you're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon. Okay, bye.